0: Welcome to Planet 8. Every two weeks, the crew at Planet 8 Podcast explores the many worlds of science fiction, fantasy, superheroes, monsters, and more. We cover the latest movies and TV shows, as well as old favorites, too. Yeah, like Planet of the Apes. It's a manhouse! A manhouse! Hey, guys, don't forget Star Trek. Fascinating. Or classic monsters like King Kong. Creature from the Black Lagoon or Godzilla. If it's nerdy or geeky, we'll probably be talking about it. So why don't you tune in and check us out? You can find us on iTunes or other fine podcast providers.
1: Come join the conversation at our website, planetatepodcast.blogspot.com.
0: You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. This is Planet Eight Podcast, signing off. End transmission. Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Racking Auditorium is made possible by Lord Bloodraw's Patreon supporters. Information at patreon.com lordbloodraw. You can also help support the show by going to anchor.fm slash lordbloodraw support. Thank you. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve and Theater. But here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you, alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination. Your terror will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old time radio horror. Please leave your eyes at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium. It's truly fascinating isn't it how in history from time to time the darkest impulses of humankind will take hold. Entire populations of hitherto rational, placid people will adopt an idea, no No, not an idea. Ideas are a process of thought. They will adopt an emotion, a primitive, reflexive feeling that everything wrong with the world around them, everything wrong in their lives, is their fault. They are the reason my life is not what I want it to be. They are the reason the world has changed for the worse. They are the cause of my problems. They must be stopped. They must be eliminated. This impulse has taken hold of entire nations in the past. And it will again. Our tale tonight is a parable of such a time in our history. From Lights Out comes the tale, Execution.
2: Ironized Yeast presents Lights Out. Everybody.
1: It is later than you.
2: This is Arch Obler. Tonight, the makers of Ironized Yeast bring you a story not of imaginary terrors. No, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's play will thrill and chill you beyond any power of the supernatural, because this story is based on cruel, grim reality. So tonight, we urge you not to avoid this excitement and tension. Rather, we urge you to turn your radios up and listen as you've never did before.
3: Hitler. Well, my Führer, I have the report. Now look here, Herr Hitler, it's no use getting so red in the face. That won't help anything. What happened, happened. And as long as we know why it happened, I'll see to it, it won't happen again. So nothing is lost and something is gained. Now here, I have the report here. It's arrived by courier only five minutes ago. I rushed it right up, didn't even stop to read it myself. Ah, so, I will read. Official report on the Renoir incident is made by Captain Hans Mauchlich to Major Heinrich von Traberitz, commanding officer 3rd Division Army of Occupation at Headquarters Paris, Heil Hitler. I, Hans Mauchlich, Captain, member of Elite Guard assigned to 3rd Division Army Occupation, being in my right mind and in full realization of the consequences to me, make the following statement. On the day of April 7th at 2 o'clock in the morning, Sergeant Karl Fischl, while on patrol duty in the town of Renoir, was shot at by unidentified woman and slightly wounded in the left thigh. In, in accordance, accordance
2: with orders, with orders radio from Paris headquarters, I had once placed the entire population of Renoir under arrest, and in accordance with further orders received, collected 50 female hostages to be hanged in the village square unless the criminal who had shot Sergeant Fischel was turned over to me at once. These French women were placed in the basement of the town hall, and precisely at sundown, having assembled the populace in the public square, I mounted the scaffold platform which had been erected there and spoke to this village of criminals. Attention! Attention! I warn you. No disturbances or I will give the order to fire. Now for the last time, who among you is guilty of this crime? Speak! So! Very well. The next time, every man and woman in this town will be deported for hard labor in the Reich. This time? We will proceed with the executions. Silence! Sergeant, the first prisoner. At this point in my report, may I explain that the 50 women to be executed had been picked at random by squads sent through the town a few hours before. I personally knew none of them, but I personally counted them as they entered the place of imprisonment, and I personally posted the guard. That I know. The first prisoner, bind her hands up to the platform, loose around her neck, so oh. tighten the rope, place her on the trapdoor. So oh. the prisoner will lift her head. Lift your head, look at me. At this point in the report, may I describe the prisoner? Sex female, age indeterminate, clothes indeterminate. She lifted her face as ordered. Then a strange thing happened. She smiled. Yes, smiled. You smile? Why do you smile? Very well, the trap door. Hang her. Herr Captain. Well, her neck is broken. Do not cut her down yet. People of the town of Renoir, the first of your women hangs here. The first evidence that to harm a soldier of the Holy Reich means death. Certain death. Remove the body. Bring out the next prisoner. At this point in my report, may I explain my plan? To hang was not enough. No. These Frenchmen and their women and their children must learn their lesson in a way they would never forget. One by one, the women would be brought out. One by one, they would stand on the platform. One by one, the rope around the neck, the trap door, the body twisting and turning in death. Coming through that door, climbing then to the scaffold, and dying. Fifty of them. And it would take hours. And these Frenchmen and these French women and their children would never forget this lesson. Bring her here over the trapdoor. Rope around her neck. No, no, do not bind this one. It is better that they out there see her dance at the end of the rope. The other die too quickly. Ready? Yes, Captain. The prisoner will lift her face. Lift your face. <laughs> your face. You are related to the one who just died. Answer me. Very well. People of Renoir, you see before you the second of you who is to die for the crime against the Reich. This one, I can see, is related to the first. His sister, perhaps. It will not save her. The crime must be avenged. <laughs> you laugh. <laughs>
0: Hang
2: her! her captain. Her neck is broken. Broken? So small a woman? Why should... Sergeant, they drop too far. Shorten the rope. Let them struggle before they die. The next prisoner. At this point in my report, may I state that all day it had been threatening rain. In spite of that fact, I had not felt it good psychology to postpone the executions. At this point, the time was 4.30... And the sky was getting quite dark, but I was determined to complete the executions. By the time the next woman stood on the scaffold, it was very dark. People of Renoir, the third criminal to die for the crime against the Reich. The crime must be avenged. (laughs) You you laugh too? Fine. You're going to die? Why do you laugh?
1: You will know.
2: Hang her! At this point in my report, I will state that this woman did not die easily. I could tell that from the faces of the people and the animal cries that came to their lips as they watched this woman of theirs flinging about at the end of the rope. I was quite pleased. Silence, silence! Well, people of Renoir, she thought she would not die. You see, she is dead. There is no escape from the vengeance of the Reich. Bring up the next one. Stop that run. Yes, people of Renoir. There is no escape from the power of the Third Reich. Today over all Europe, tomorrow over all the world. What power is there to stop us? All right, bring the prisoner up here, quickly. At this point in my report, may I say it was darker than before. The clouds. There was a feeling of an electrical storm in the air. Hurry her up there. Hurry her up. Sergeant, turn on the floodlights. Let no one move. Shoot down anyone who tries to leave the square. Do not think the storm will make any difference. Here you are, and here all of you will stay until the last one of your criminals is hanged. All right, all right, soldier. Do not stand there. The noose, put it around her neck. No. Soldier, are you out of your mind? Why do did, why did you stand
1: there? What is it?
2: Look at her. Look at her. At this point in my report, I wish to state that I am not sure if I am in my right mind completely now. But at the time I am speaking of, I knew exactly what I was hearing and seeing. Captain, look at her. I tell you, look at her. You? I... Sergeant, Sergeant. Yes, Captain. The bodies, are they down there? Yes, Captain. How many? Answer me, how many? Three. Three? Three. Two. You, woman, you think you'll make jokes with me. You, you are of the same family. Yes, that is it. You are of the <laughs> same... <laughs> and, uh... At this point in my report, I will state only that I immediately ordered the next prisoner up to the scaffold. The fifth prisoner. Captain, this one, the same? You crazy fool, how can that be? Here, the searchlight, here. Oh, no. You. You are not. How can that be? <laughs> Sergeant, how many now? The truth, tell me the truth. Four. Four, Captain. The truth, I order you. Four bodies, I swear it, Captain. And their faces. Look at their faces. Answer me, their faces. All the same, Captain. The same. this point in my report, I say only that it began to rain. A terrible rain. And we stood there in the rain. The people all round the scaffold, my soldiers, and on the platform the hangman and I, and the woman.
1: <laughs> all the same. You hang for vengeance, don't you, Nazi? one German soldier shot at by a French woman who had the blessed right to kill him. (laughs) And you think you will have the vengeance with 50? (laughs) Laugh.
2: It's always the same.
1: Shall I tell you about vengeance, Captain? You Germans think you know all about it. But let me tell you of the real vengeance. Vengeance!
2: At this point in my report, I will tell you of my thoughts. These women, the same, was not possible. I left the scaffold and went below to where the bodies lay. With my flashlight I looked, broken necks, the faces quite the same. Shut off the light, I climbed back to the scaffold. I was not disturbed, because now I understood. The families of these French were large, and all these were sisters. Five sisters. Yes, trying to frighten me. Well, that was ended with their broken necks. I ordered out the next woman for her execution. People of Renoir, there will be no further demonstrations of any sort. You will stand there in the rain until all your women criminals are dead. Five sisters have died. And I am certain that is the end of that family. And who is this frightened one with her hands in front of her face? All right, keep them there. Corporal, get the new noose around her neck. Hang her quickly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Her face. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> You've rent such families. Worthy of we Germans. But we have men, and you give birth to useless women. Six women, and all of them born to be hanged.
1: <laughs> Shall I tell you about vengeance, Nazi? What? You Germans think you know all about it. But let me tell you of the real vengeance. Captain...
2: The other one said those
1: words... Shut your mouth. You woman,
2: how do you know the words your sister said?
1: I said them. How could you? You think you know about vengeance, you Germans. Well, you don't. Vengeance, too, has to be based on truth. And what is your vengeance? You began a war once and lost it. To whom did you lose it? To these little people. To that little rabbi whose back you broke in a concentration camp. To that little child who suffocated under her mother's body in Poland.
2: At this point in my report, I state only that I made sure this one hanged until she was dead. and then I waited a little while before I ordered the next one out. The rain was very heavy. All the people stood there in the square below the scaffold, heads bowed to the rain. And in the light of the searchlights, they and the soldiers guarding them were like living dead, standing there unburied. Captain, this one, she's the same. What? Maya, bring her up here. No. You hanged her and she's not dead. Not dead? Who is she? Run for your lives. Run. Run. Bring her up here. She is not the same. She can't be the same one. Turn the searchlight back. The same one? Run. Run. Stand where you are. Then open fire. Shoot them down. Roger, Cobbler, where are you running? Send soldiers, do not run, I order! The lights, why did you turn off
1: the searchlights? Turn them on, I order you to turn them on! <sighs> my soldiers, gone. Are you frightened, Captain? <clears throat> Put the rope around my neck. You are not safe. Saying...
2: I saw you
1: hang. Put the noose around my neck
2: bodies. I can see them down there.
1: Hang me. You want your vengeance. Fifty times the rope must stretch. Fifty bodies piled like cordwood. (laughs) And you call that vengeance? Shall I tell you a vengeance, Nazi? The vengeance of the people of the murdered republics. What was their crime? They wanted freedom from poverty. And your battleships stood off their shores, and your airplanes filled their skies and gave them blood to drink, their own. The vengeance of the people of Poland. What was their crime? They wanted to live, just to live. So the treads of your tanks ground them into the dirt, and then your bombs lifted them out of the dirt. The vengeance of the people of Belgium, whose crime was that they were weary of a battle they did not quite understand, because you had given them confusion. And so you stripped them of human dignity and made them slaves to live on bloody knees before the masters of your Reich. The vengeance of Holland. Oh, that will be a horrible vengeance, Nazi. For their crime was the crime of being men, of standing up and saying, This is our land and this is our freedom. Dare take them promise. So you swept over them. And when they could no longer fight, you took your vengeance by the murder of 40,000 of them. And the vengeance of Great Britain. Oh, that will be a terrible vengeance, Nazi. It will be a vengeance that will li- oh.
2: <laughs> I will hang you. Rope around your neck. Now talk. At this point in my report, I swear by the grave of my mother I tell the truth. I hang this woman with my own hands. I made sure that she was dead. And then I reached down and cut the rope. I heard the body fall below in the dark. But when I got up off my knees and stood up on the scaffold again... another woman was there. And it was she. The
1: vengeance of Norway. Theirs too was the crime of free men content to live on their own land. And you put a swastika over their crosses and murdered their sons and starved their children... And the vengeance of the Balkans. So many vengeances, Nazi. Did you ever think of them? You with your little vengeances against the helpless, the women, the children. Did you ever think of this moving mountain of great vengeance that is sweeping toward you? The vengeance of the Russians, whose crime was that they wanted their own freedom, their own way. And who saw the hard work of twenty years ground under your panzers and your stukas. Oh, Nazi, theirs will be a terrible vengeance. Theirs will be...
2: And then there was another one. Another, but the same.
1: And the vengeance of the Americans. Their crime. That they were strong and they didn't like you and they laughed at you. And then their laughter turned to anger, and you were afraid of their anger, so you lifted another one's hand and gave them the treachery of a knife thrust in the back. And you drowned their men in the seas, and you...
2: I can report only what I saw. The trapdoor fell. She, too, was gone. The rope twisting and turning... And I was alone on the scaffold. Alone. I was alone. Yes, the rope twisting and turning. And I was alone. And then... Who shall I swear this on? What do I believe in to swear this on? I heard footsteps coming up the steps to the scaffold. And I ran to the edge and I looked. The lightning flashes were quick one after the other. And by them I saw that I had hanged eight... And there were 42 left. And now they were coming up the stairs, these 42. One after the other. One after the other, in a line that reached back across the square. Coming to me! Who are you? What do you want? I report this. They came on the platform, one after the other. One after the other. The scaffold moved under the weight of them. And then the lightning came again. And I saw... all of them. She...
1: Poland, Belgium, Holland, Norway, Greece, Yugoslavia, Russia, Britain, America... I tell you, Nazi, no matter what the clever ones try to do at the peace tables, the people will not forget their vengeance. They will not forget their dead children and their dead wives and their dead sons and their dead mothers and their dead sisters and their dead lovers and their dead hopes and their dead wasted years. They will not stop at the borders of your Germany this time. They will march into it, into your Germany, the people and their vengeance will be on every one of you who traded the cross for a swastika, and the great God of humanity for the little man who thought he was God.
2: Who are you? I report only this one last thing. As I asked the words, Who are you? Suddenly, it was no longer all these women speaking with one mouth, but in the rain and the lightning, I saw them moving together, and all of them began to become one woman, a terrible thing that grew and grew into the air. I lifted my face to see. The lightning crashed about the top of her, and it was still that woman, towering higher and higher into the air. And when she spoke, her voice was the thunder.
1: Listen to me, Nazi. When their vengeance comes, you shall not hide behind you, little man. For his crimes are his crimes, and your crimes are yours. And each must pay for his crimes.
2: Who are you?
1: For the good people of this world will not die this time in vain. This time the vengeance will be their vengeance, and the everlasting peace their peace.
2: Who are you? I report... I asked that, and suddenly I was lifted in the air. There was thunder and lightning around me too. And up where I was, her voice was a whisper.
1: I am a French woman who stayed away from my own land too long. So long that some of my countrymen had forgotten that even the memory of me lives only where men fight for me. Who are you?
2: I close my report. This French woman told me her name, and she told me a place. Through the thunder crash I heard her. And then the lightning struck, and I was falling through the air. And when I awoke, it was morning. Morning she was not there. And the scaffold was burned to the ground, and there were no bodies, and the village square was empty. This This is the
3: the end end of my my
2: report.
3: Can you imagine such a report, mein Führer? A woman who grows into the sky. (laughs) Of course, the man will be shot. Um, Wait a minute. There seems to be an addition to the report. Uh, It says... Note, the French woman said she could be found at latitude 41 degrees north and at longitude 74 degrees west. Investigation indicates this is a place in the western hemisphere known as Bedloe's Island. Further investigation indicates that there is only one French woman on this island. She is called the Statue of Liberty?
1: It is later than
0: you think. A look back at a time in our past when a nation went mad, and perhaps a prologue to the future. But but no. No, we cannot allow that to happen. We value our way of life too much to allow it to be destroyed. We value our history and our heritage too much to have it stolen from us. And we know where the danger comes from, don't we? It's them. They want to ruin everything good and decent in the world. They want to destroy everything we hold dear. They must be eliminated. (laughs) Oh, Oh my. Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Rackin' Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodrock, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night. Lord Blood-Raw's Nerve-Rackin' Auditorium is only one of the ways Lord Bloodraw helps keep the love of vintage horror and science fiction alive. His long-running TV series, Lord Blood-Raw's Nerve-Rackin' Theater, presents the best, worst, and wildest horror and science fiction films ever made. And his Patreon-exclusive weekly series, Lord Blood-Raw's Cathode Zone, features the best episodes of classic old-time genre television. More information on those at lordbloodraw.com. But you can help Lord Bloodraw spread the love of horror and science fiction and see the exclusive weekly series Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone by signing up at patreon.com/lordbloodraw. Thank you.